0: good morning and welcome back to co-working with Iris today I am talking with Cat Bonson and I'm really excited to be talking to cat um, she is doing some great work uh, around creating content and cat um, is a, a fan of co-working she's a co-working fangirl and has been um, co-working at the same co-working community uh, that I've been working out of for a long time. And um, she has some really, really good ideas for how co-working spaces can use content to um, increase the awareness around the, about them uh, in their communities and also to tell the stories of their communities. So I'm going to introduce Kat now and allow her to tell us a little bit about herself. Good morning, Kat. Hello, hello.
1: Um, yeah, I'm Kat Johnson. I'm a content strategist and freelance writer. I've been writing for about five years. And I loved it immediately. Fell into co-working not too long after I started freelancing, knowing that I wanted more people around me. Um, I had a strange experience. The first co-working space I worked at, um, I signed a year agreement. And within a few weeks, I knew it wasn't a great fit for me wasn't meeting a lot of people, wasn't connecting, there wasn't a lot of activity, so I found myself not going too much. Um, but then after my year was up, I went over and met Iris and Jeremy and I walked in knowing that I didn't need Wi-Fi on a desk but that I needed community and was like, here I am, this is what I want. And you two were both like, yeah, you're here, this is us. <laughs> and I've been here, you know, for years. It's been great. And Advocate not just for co-working, but for community co-working. That's really important to me That human angle the connections the mutual support. Yeah, so happy to be here
0: Yeah, awesome Well Kat, I'd love to hear just a little uh, quick uh, synopsis of your background Um, I know that you have worked, you know, you write for a lot of different publications. So tell us a little bit about your background in um, freelance work and your connection to the co-working movement that way. Sure. So when I first started, I was very clear I wanted to write
1: arts and music. And I told the first editors I was working with I just strictly I didn't want to do news. I just wanted to do arts and culture and music. and Um, I still do some music writing, but I fell into a website, Shareable. They scooped me up to start writing some articles for them, and that was my introduction into the whole collaborative economy and meeting. I made so many amazing connections on a community level, talking with people around the world who are doing incredible projects, some of them huge, some of them involving like 10 people. And... The more I got involved in that, the more I was like this, this is where I want to be, this is my people, community. Um, So it just kind of organically moved more in that direction where I started writing. I've written, I was trying to think dozens, hundreds of articles about coworking. I don't know, everything from like small little collectives up to like seats to meet in the Netherlands that has tons of spaces, but they're doing really cool work and everything in between. So, yeah, it kind of organically moved over into me learning a ton about and becoming really passionate about open source and the commons and co-working and collaboration and everything. And the further I kind of went down that wormhole, the more I felt like myself and that was me. So I've been kind of refining what I do. I, um, with my own website, my own consulting, I was working with freelancers, helping them get started. But it just kind of pivoted over into I really wanted to focus all my energy into collaboration and and co-working and these spaces that are coming up. So uh, at the beginning of the year, I just kind of did an official shift in my mind and started putting things in place to rebrand from the Freelance Cat to catjohnson.co. And, yeah, here I am.
0: Awesome. And in that rebrand, what are you – Um, What are you offering now? So if I'm a co-working space owner operator or community manager And I'm looking to create better content, um, and I have the resources to hire you. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. so some of the people I'm working with some of the organizations and businesses I'm creating the content for them. What I'm really excited about is teaching people how to do that because I can help so many people, but it comes to a point I'd like to help people figure out how to do it themselves with the resources that they have and things like that. So um, the first thing that I would want to do is figure out what you're trying to do with content because content and blogging sometimes get thrown into the same thing, but they're really different things like with blogging. Blogging's great. You can put up anything you want. You can do an event recap. You can just, you know, it's very wide open with content you're really working towards something you have an end goal maybe it's people coming to an event or getting new members or subscribing to your email list and you create the content with that in mind like it's very strategic how you're you're getting from where you are to where you want to be and within it's a really powerful tool to do that because unlike advertising where you know companies kind of broadcast messages to the masses content marketing, you create valuable, informative, exciting things that you then say, hey, this is here if you want to check it out. And then people are like, of course I want to check that out. Those are all the resources I need or this is a person I want to know more about. Um, So helping co-working spaces and different collaborative businesses and organizations figure out where they are, where they want to be, who they want to reach, what content, whether it's video or uh, webinars or blog posts or things like that. Are the best fit for them and then going from there so it's on like every single client is different right because everybody has really different some of them are two people trying to get something and some of them are big organizations and alliances that have dozens of members trying to all steer
0: the ship together and so when you're working with somebody and helping them um, learn how to craft that content themselves. Um, how do you do that? Do you help them figure out what types of content is, um, it sort of naturally occurs for them or do you sort of put together a list of content that they could then, um, that, or a list of ideas that they could create and they sort of pick and choose from that list?
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so the type of content is a really big deal. Like, I met with someone last week he's like I don't like to write I don't particularly like to read long pieces but he's an ace with social media and video right it's like it comes really naturally to him he's natural in front of the camera loves to do that so it's like well let's focus on that it's not we don't need to turn you into a writer if there's someone on your team who wants to be creating blog posts and stuff great we can pull that into the mix but if Video is your thing, you can totally go all in on that. Like, there's a school of thought within content marketing that you should go all in on one platform initially, and then from there, once that's well established, then you can, you know, add a podcast or add something like that. But um, that you should really focus your energy so it doesn't just kind of get spread out every once in a while, something comes up, but it's a really focused strategy.
0: It's so that is, is that what you recommend then? So let's say I'm the person um, and I am good at video. Then I should really just stick with video until um, I really have that platform down and I have um, a good amount of content on that video platform rather than trying to um, do video and then maybe write up some interviews or um, you know, write little short blog posts about the events that we're doing, things like that, really more focusing on one, one aspect?
1: You know, it's, it's a good question. It's like which social media sites should you be on, right? It's like I feel a pull like I should be on different ones, and um, I have a presence on some, but others like Twitter, I'm all in on, right? It's like because that's where I feel like I can connect with people. That's where a lot of uh, the audience that I'm working with, are. Um, so like with you, if, if you were like, I don't like writing. It's not my thing. You're a one woman show. If the, if you don't want to do it, there's no sense in forcing out blog posts weekly if you're loving doing your video, right? If that's a natural fit, you feel like yourself, you feel like you're in your group. I would say go, in, go all in on that. Maybe you want to have like some anchor pieces on a blog. Maybe commit to like once a month, putting something out just like some updates so when people visit your blog it's, um, you know, there's something there if they can't watch video because people consume things in different ways, right? Like it's a very particular thing when you have some time and a space to watch a video. So you may want to have some adjunct, but you could do like 80% video. You know, there's nothing saying that you need to be over here and over here and over there. Like think of some YouTubers have built their entire platform. Just doing videos you know no one's concerned about if they
0: have any written content right yep and and I can really see um, video as a really good component for particularly co-working spaces because that's who we're talking about today Um because with a video, you get that human aspect. You get that human element. You get to see the person. Maybe the video is in the space. You get to see the space. Mm-hmm. Maybe there, maybe there's a little bit of a buzz behind you. Maybe there's the hum of the open uh, the open seating area, or you know, there's, <laughs> so there's that some... noise is over there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's some antics behind you. Um, <laughs> And, and so I can see how video would be, um, you know, really helpful in a co-working setting. What are, what are some other ways to tell the stories of the community um, other than video and text um, or, or combining them? How, how would you go about doing so um, with a diff- using a different platform?
1: Yeah, so when you, when you start thinking about content marketing and really creating a strategy around it, it can involve everything from your social media up to workshops and events it really like content is providing something for the community that is of value that invites them in and once you have people's attention like you know you can take them on the member tour or you can they can subscribe to your email or they maybe take a survey whatever your your goal is for your content um so everything from social up to up to events text is a big one obviously that's my go to it's fun and easy for me to sit down and churn stuff out you know doing videos I'm, i might bring up my courage to <laughs> to start doing video stuff but it's good too like that's that's part of what i want to be doing so
0: so we're doing this um, And how about photos? How about using photos to tell your story? If I was to use a photo to tell my story, or or a series of photos to tell the story of my community, should I be captioning those photos with text? Yeah,
1: and like, so yes, yes, and yes. Um, The way people read online, big blocks of text. We're more, we scan, right? We look for headlines, we look for bullet points, we look for images and things like that. So. The more photos you can get into your post is great. And yeah, if you have a, a, a tag that says what the event is or maybe some of the members and what they're doing, that, that's always great. But adding photos, multimedia is great. And when you name your photos, you can do it in a way that you get some SEO juice as well. So you're using – this is another part of content. You have keywords that's like say you're in a crowded market. You're trying to get to – some Google rankings for co-working in San Francisco or something right it's really crowded so you're using your headline you're using your keywords in your writing or even in your video descriptions. you're making sure to get those keyword phrases that you want in there like co-working in San Francisco if that's what if that's what you're going for and then with your photos you can name them in a way that's like co-working in San Francisco with hyphens between each Word also adds to Google Jews. Google loves multimedia, so breaking it up like that. So yes, photos, absolutely. And there are some great, um, there's a post going around that about making sure you have, actually, it's not just a post, there's a lot of people understand, make sure you have people in your photos, especially like <laughs> as all of these corporate spaces come up, it's like these places are amazing, they're stunning, they're beautiful, and they're completely empty right and it's like that one of the draws to the first space I was telling you about where I did not have people at all was it was a lead certified buildings really beautiful great space uh, for events that the community comes into in the evenings but uh, the building in the end was nothing I was like I, I don't care so you know the space I'm now it's funky and weird and people slap stuff on the walls randomly and it's like I feel right at home so with the photos um Depending on your goals, depending on what kind of co-working space you are, you know, maybe you're go going for the architectural win, the interior design win. But if you're trying to attract humans and showcase your community, make sure that you're doing that. Yeah, so I'm so
0: glad you brought this up, Kat. Yeah, because I just I see um I I see this all the time with co-working spaces. I see them post. Um, Photos of their beautiful space and there's not a single person in it and I'm thinking why Why are you posting a photo that I have no connection to I have no human emotional connection to because I don't see anybody in that photo I see an empty desk um, And that empty desk doesn't feel like what I'm looking for today Um, so when I'm, uh, you know, helping, um, a clients space to build a website or, um, or post images online of their space, I always say you need to have people in that. Mm-hmm. If you're selling a co-working community, if that's what you're trying to get people to join, you need to show the people there because it's the people who are telling your story. Um, and I really, and it's the people's stories that will sell this space and, and that is who you need to be relying on, um, you know, to get your, to get your, your word out about your space. Um, and also for me, and this is a personal feeling that I have and, and, and this is, a, doesn't necessarily work for all my clients, but for me, um, Coworking is about the people and so I would much rather promote the people in my coworking space and in my community Than I ever would the brand of coworking that I'm promoting it just it means so much more because it's really the people that are making this space What it is making it successful? um, Making the community what it feels like it is
1: yeah, that and that's the heart of what we're doing, right? Right. It's like That, yes. That is, that is the heart of what where my passions lie. I know you as well yeah. and a lot of people. Um, a lot of the early co-working pioneers like yourself have put a lot of love and energy into building a movement of people, right? And it's been a trip to watch the big spaces come in with flashy architecture and now humans and right. there's space for everybody I get it like an office worker w- might want nothing more than to go and work for a day in a cool space you uh-huh. know and maybe come back next month or something that's awesome totally room for everybody um, but what and this is what I love about using content it's a great equalizer if you're putting out great engaging content that people are going to and linking to you can compete for members attention on, the, on an equal playing field with people who have multi-million dollar budgets. Like you can't compete with them on an ad basis, mm-hmm. right, if you're a small independent space. But if you're consistently putting out high-quality content that's attracting people to you and establishing you as people who know and people who – have a vibrant community. You can stand out not only in your community but in Google rankings too. So that when people are looking for a space, you're in the mix and not way down the pack.
0: Because you know, under
1: all the ad, under all the Google ads.
0: Yeah, and I I, I really like that. I mean, I, to me, I love social media because of the way it's democratized our world, and that that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But but what I do love is that. Um, and, and what I think I hear you saying is that really it's it's not just about writing a blog post every week or a couple blog posts every week. It's about having a constant content stream you, on all of your platforms coming out of your community. Um, and hopefully your members are contributing to that, too. Hopefully your members... Are, um, are you know, tweeting about what's happening in your space, um, Instagramming what's happening in your space, Facebooking what's happening in your space, and tagging um, your community in doing so. And, and, and in doing that, you have this constant conversation on Google happening about your space, which I, I can see how that would increase your Google juice in a huge way. Yep,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and when you get into, when you start designing a content strategy, You would, when it comes time for a post, you're not sitting down thinking, okay, what should we post? You have an editorial calendar in place. You know, like two months ahead of time, say you have a, I don't know, a new product launch or a big event or an open house or something that you're promoting, you know, you're creating content leading up to that that's all pointing people in this direction, right? You get very strategic and you have things in place. So it's never just one-offs, which one-off blog posts are great. You sit down and I have something to say. You churn it out and post it. Great. It's like, it's it's what attracted me. That immediacy is what attracted me to blogging in the first place. Like I have a thought and I shared it and now anyone can access it. Mm -hmm. Um, Content strategy is a sidestep from that. It's a different, it's a different thing. It looks similar, but you're using content to reach some goals to, to put you in the right direction.
0: Um, let's shift a little bit. I think we, um, you know, we've talked about telling the stories and I think we have a good understanding of why we want to tell the stories of our communities. Um, that being said, you know, there, there are a lot of stories in our communities. And I think this was, um, this was brought up on Twitter yesterday um, <laughs> by Tiffany. Um, you know, she said, oh, which, yeah. stories, which, which stories are we telling? You know, <laughs> are we telling the ones that are sort of newsworthy or are we telling the other kind that are the notorious ones? So talk to us a little bit about what kind of stories um, we should be focused on telling about our yeah. community. Well, so
1: which ones do you like to read <laughs> of those two? Which one would you click on right now, right? It's like, um, <laughs> yes, you have to have some anchor things, but fun, cool, community, human scale, human level blog posts are great, right? Or And another thing is when someone's very honest about, challenges and failures it's Mm -hmm. like oh that is so liberating and so it's it's empowering to know that everybody's kind of struggling through there's this whole huge new economy happening this new way of working this new thing and we're all trying different things and we have access to everything and some of it works and some of it doesn't so when people are vulnerable in blog posts I think that's brilliant too and um, with it all it it keeps coming back to your goals what you want to do with it if you're trying to attract members you're going to want to showcase the best things but it's also you know showcasing the fun things Mm -hmm. too if you're trying to reach the maybe the larger entrepreneurial community to educate them about what co-working is you know it, it might be a different angle it might not be like hey we're having so much fun it might be like here are all the things you can get done Here are some of the benefits you know this is why it's Important in our neighborhood like pulling out the specifics of your situation and your space and, and showcasing those So but I think fun ones. I mean those are always those are always great the the weird human ones. Yeah, always fun
0: yeah, and I think Those help to tell the story of your brand and the character of your community in such a more um, real and um, touchable or, or, or feelable way than any of the thought through blog plo- blog posts or news articles that you could potentially come up with. Um, so, you know, for the, the space that we're uh, members of, you know, I think that those stories are going to help people understand that this is a very vibrant, very um, involved and yet also quirky community. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that expectation is there when you walk in the door. Um, And other spaces, they might have a, a much different vibe about them, which is completely great, you know, which is great. I mean, that's the beauty of co-working is that there's, um, you know there's kind of a space for everybody out there, and mm-hmm. if you're looking for a quieter more reserved space um, You know knowing ahead of time based on the content that that space is putting out. That's going to be really helpful for you when you're looking how, how about for oh go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say yeah when you when you ask me to think of three points to get people started the very first one is knowing your audience like defining your audience because if if your content strategy is more internal like you're reaching existing members to you know for whatever reason to engage them more, to share resources to help them elevate their own businesses that's going to look different than if you're trying to reach prospective members or if you're using your spaces blog to connect with other co-working space operators like those things will all be really different and if there's some confusion, if someone comes for an article like, say, a fellow co-working space operator comes for an article about, you know, some, some hard-hitting, uh, something that's happening in industry or news like that, and then the next post is something wildly different that's geared more toward uh, existing members or maybe potential members. So you really want to have a clear idea of who that audience is that you're trying to reach, and maybe it's uh, corporate people who just need to work for a few hours or maybe it's someone who's like I need to be here all week and I really want to be around great people and a supportive community. So knowing that is essential. That's the first the first step we would do with a content strategy is like who do you want to reach and where are they?
0: Yeah, that's great. What's the second thing you Second,
1: into? I like how I segue messy. <laughs> I love that. That's my interviewer self. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the second one I talked a bunch about is having a goal, like knowing what you're trying to do. And within each post or video or whatever, you should have a call to action. Maybe it's subscribe to my email list. Maybe it's book a tour. Uh, maybe it's take our annual survey or something. But um, you want to – if content doesn't – then um, it's not it, – I, wanted to, I was going to say, if you're not asking them to do something, it's not a huge ask, but it's like a, a call to action, inviting people to the next step. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that separates content from just blogging, where you're just sharing. Mm-hmm. sharing. Um, and then the third thing is to start with the resources you have and what you already do. We touched on this earlier, but um, if writing is your thing, go with writing. And don't. Don't feel like it has to be the greatest post ever in the world, you know, because that will just, you'll never do it, right? Don't feel like you have to have, that your video production has to be top of the line. You have to bring in some pros and teams and all the lighting and everything. If you're, like with you, if in six months or whatever, you're like, I'm going all in, this is great. Then you can, you know, figure out what kind of other tools you need and, production teams and everything like that if it's proving, But it's like start. It's the lighter, quicker, cheaper. Start. You know, do something. Get it going. And then you can grow from there. So I just really encourage people, start with the resources and the people you have on your team um, when you're creating content. It's the idea of, like, I can create content for some people, but I can't create content for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have time in my week to do that. So it's about empowering people, like, who do you have on your team who – might already be potentially a good blogger, content yeah. creator that way. Uh, video, who's better at social media than what you have now, who would be great at doing a workshop for members, who, you know, just pulling from the resources that you already have.
0: Yeah. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit and 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 look at us, look at this from a, a brand new space's perspective. Um, so a, an operator is just opening their space They might have a small community that they started out with, or they might have started to build a small community. But they're looking um, to get both the Google juice, but they're also looking to get local press oftentimes in their outside community so that people can hear more about them Mm -hmm. being there. You know, they need to educate the market. Um, What are some tips for telling stories that get noticed by the press, that get picked up by the press?
1: So the... The big takeaway with dealing with the press is that their job is not to promote you. Their job is to share interesting information with the public. And it sounds very simple, but it's it's surprising how many people are like, I'm doing this Well, you write about it. It's like, well, why is that interesting to the community? What's the hook there? Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, as our friend Ashley Proctor once said, she's like the fact that an art gallery is having an art show is not news. Right. right? It's like you go layers below that. It's like, uh, who is the artist? What's what's their angle? What's their passion? You know, things like that. So translating that to a co-working space, um, what is it that? distinguishes you from other coworkers. If you're the only one in town, you're kind of in a great spot because they're just gonna write about you because there's this new thing happening and everything you do is going to be interesting. But then you, as the movement continues to grow, you get into that space where it's overlapping with your unique value proposition, right? It's like what, what makes you stand apart from everyone else and really keying in on that, bringing out the humanness in that you know, people aren't interested in, I want to say numbers, but a lot of reporters want to write about square footage. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately. Like you find, yeah, find like wh- where's the humanness in the story? Where's the, what is it about your space? Why is it of value to the community? Tell the story of someone whose life was transformed. You could find a whole bunch of us okay. when they started co-working. Right, like start tuning into that. That becomes more. There's a lot more there than just the fact that you exist.
0: I love this. I love that you brought this back around to telling the stories of the people in our communities because I, it really is all about that. And I mean, for for those viewers out there who are just opening your space or are in that, you know, initial ramp period, um, talk about the members that you have in your communities too who are doing things. Outside in the in the outside community and um, you know, even you can even go so far as as to uh, as to host um, Different nonprofit events and things in your community and then talk about those stories. Those are ways to get more press um, And more interest in what you're doing there um, you know by supporting the the external community and having um, ties to the good works that people are doing within your communities Absolutely, great tips, Iris. Cat. <laughs> um, before we go, uh, any last words of wisdom?
1: I would just say, really consider the powerful tool that content is. It looks like uh, it looks like blogging and making videos, but it's an insanely powerful tool for reaching people and connecting with people. And I would consider. Uh, Giving some time and energy in your own space to how you can use content to reach some of your goals. Awesome. Yeah. And and how can
0: people get a hold of you if they want to, Kat? Yeah.
1: So you can reach me. I'm I'm on Twitter, just at Kat Johnson, and you can reach me through my website, KatJohnson.co. Uh, those are probably the best ways. I'm awesome. on LinkedIn and Facebook, but those are the two good ones. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking with me.
1: Thanks, Iris. It was a blast. It was lovely. Yeah.
0: All right. And thank you um, for tuning in today. And if you have any more questions for Kat, she is just um, a wealth of knowledge and always willing to share. I love having conversations with her. Next week, I'll be talking with Drew Jones out of Austin, Texas, about um, what the corporate world can learn from co-working. And um, we all see corporations uh, looking to be more nimble and, and um, be more collaborative. Um, and those of us in the co-working world, uh, we think that we've got something to share with them. So Drew is actively doing so um, with some of the projects that he's working on. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with him about that. I'll see you next week.